This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11 year old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia, and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. This week, we have some sex-informed trauma and resolution for you, which is awesome. And Miss Lauren goes into the seven styles of initiation. Enjoy. Yeah. In editing, your sound quality. <laughs> like when I'm doing promos. Uh-huh. Your sound is just awesome. Thanks, babe. And mine just goes in and out and in and out. Because I just move my head. Good morning. Morning. How are you feeling? I'm pissy. Really? A little pissy this morning, yeah. Why so? Oh, it was, uh, didn't sleep well, but I didn't set myself up, like, for success. Because, like, Mondays are our busiest days. Mm-hmm. Like, our busiest work days. And then we do this Mondays, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was at the bar, you know, drinking hard kombuchas, you know, taking edibles and eating wings. Uh, and then I wonder why. PM. Yeah, no, I mean, I was... <laughs> But then it's like we watch TV, and then I wonder why I don't sleep. Well, I, I was trying to fix my golf swing and, like, my dreams yesterday, and my shoulder was bothering uh-huh. me. So I was just altogether pissy. So I'm kind of in a pissy mood. Okay. Fascinating. Did you hear my coughing fit in the middle of the night? Mm-mm. It's interesting because I've been working a lot on – this sounds so woo-woo. Sorry, not sorry. We do a lot of woo-woo stuff. On my throat chakra, and – Keep going. Why are you laughing? I'm listening. I prefaced this comment, and then you laughed at me. So I'm going to continue going with more strength and power. I have been working on my throat chakra. Not deep-throating, darling. (laughs) Your throat goat chakra? Mm. Anyway, because in this next year, I really want want to speak what I know and believe and have studied and feel passionate about. Anyway, it is interesting because I all day, every day, I'm kind of manifesting this, right? What do I need to let go of to step into that in 2023? And then, wouldn't you know, almost every night I've been having coughing fits or feeling tightness all in here. Um, But the coughing is particularly strange because I don't usually cough. It's like a tickle. Mm -hmm. It's not like an illness cough. It's like a tickle cough. Um, and I just find the body so fascinating. But it was so bad last night that I thought I was going to wake you up. Shit. It was, it was horrible. Um, but it stopped. And it's usually in the hours of three to five, which are kind of magical hours for, like, transformation of self. And anyway, that's my woo-woo. I don't know. I hope your Mo- throat Woo-woo moment. I hope it gets better. It's not broken. It's just <laughs> I want to open it more. I want to speak more. Um, and you believe this for me. I just, I said this on my Hemlock Monthly Membership podcast, shout out, go sign up. But I think that growing up, I was, another thing I was indoctrinated to believe is that strong female leaders, speakers, authors, all this type of stuff were inherently masculine and bossy and cold and myopic and a bitch, for lack of a better word. And so I think I am afraid of becoming that. I've been really working on that recently. 
And you're talking about when we were like growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. like seeing those women mm-hmm. on stage or giving speeches. And I think I was even the only ones I really had around in my life were um, Bible study authors. Mm-hmm. And my parents would even comment on their like short hair or their like masculinity. And I think it's still suck, stuck somewhere in my body mm-hmm. that I cannot be who I am. And do those things that if I desire to speak on global stages, if I desire fill in the blank, that I will become, that I will harm you, that I will, um, I don't know, become cold and yeah, hard and just sorting that out in me and trying to, and, and that's where I feel it gets stuck. I feel it gets stuck all in here. And it's like, well, you don't want to become that person anyway. So just stay small and soft. And anyway, just sorting through that, right? Like, how do I know I'm still me doing all the things that I'm doing and I can still be me if and do whatever I want to do. So anyway, that was not obviously why we were why we're here. Um, but wow, people growing up in female bodies have a lot of stuff to sort through. It is like, be whatever you want to be. Um, but be it in this way. That's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, we wanted to talk about a story. We had something happen this week mm-hmm. that we thought would be really funny to talk about. And... You know, this actually does work as a segue because as a sexuality educator, I work a lot with clients on our, who we are as sexual beings does coexist with who we are as partners, who we are as parents, who we are as all these other things. And so sometimes it is hard to switch from actively partnering or actively cleaning or actively working or parenting to lover, right? So sometimes it's hard. Sometimes one hasn't slept well. Sometimes it's been a really long work day. Um, Sometimes there's just chaos happening. (laughs) So you and I try to find opportunities for sexy times to be lovers in and amidst all the other stuff. Sometimes it's spontaneous. Sometimes it really is. Sometimes we just really turn each other on. But sometimes we'll say like, hey, I have this space in my day. Usually me will say that. Um, Could we have some fun sexy times in that time? Lots of times before nighttime too, because let's just face it, we're all tired by nighttime. I do have a tingle time. You have a tingle time at nighttime and I have a tingle time in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. In the morning, I'm ready to get up and get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You're ready for some action. Yeah. I, I wake up with ragers sometimes. That's how most people with penises do. But you are special, my love. <laughs> You're so special. I'm the unicorn. <laughs> um, And I, at the end of the day, when I can't be any more productive anyway... And lots of times I like feel proud of myself. I don't know. I just feel cozy and want to get it on. And you're like, it's time for bed to prepare for our next day in the evening times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have opposite tingle times, which means the daytime, anytime in the day is usually the best time for us. Kind of a happy medium. (laughs) Okay. 
Let's um, can we tell the story of our sexy times? Uh, like two days ago. Okay, so yes, we you had time in the middle of the day, not in the morning, not at night, but you had time in the middle of the day. Uh, you had a half hour, and it's like, baby, like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to make the loves? Make the loves. Yeah. It's sometimes such a great time when kids are at school. Uh-huh. Um, if one works from home, we both work from home. It, it's just good. I know it's hard for everyone to like separate work from play, but I always tell my clients, I'm like, wouldn't you rather be the person who shows up to the Zoom calls a little bit of just been fucked hair, as opposed to <laughs> the person who shows up to the Zoom call dead inside, mm. like. I know that it might seem like, but if one was like in the early stages of courtship, you'd do like anything Uh to slide those sexy times in. So it is a brain shift sometimes, especially for people with vulvas and vaginas. People with penises don't quite. They're like, sure, like, let's go right now. Lots of them. Lots of them. Anyway, okay. Aside from that, I had a break. And I'm like, baby, you want to have some sex? And you're like, yes, I want to have some I'm sex. I'm like, yes, let's and do I'm this. I'm like, baby, where would you like to be pleasured? Do you want it? You want it upstairs, downstairs, in the bathroom? Where do you want me? Was my choice. Where do you want me to be ready and prepared? And you're like, basement. I'm like, yes. We have a um, like fully carpeted basement. It's nice down there. You made a beautiful little space downstairs. There's a big old mirror. Great mirror. Great lighting. Yes. It's usually like a workout space for you. You do lots of stuff in the basement. Okay, okay. so I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, you go down to mm-hmm. the basement. I'll meet you down there. Yes. Okay. Tell the story. <laughs> Insert a lesson on the seven styles of initiation, which we'll talk about afterwards. Okay. Everybody's, what are the seven styles of initiation? So everyone like has sex, a way. Sex? Yeah. Okay. Everyone has a way that they like to initiate sex. So here's mine. Please enter my head. Okay. So I run down to the basement. I'm like, what would make me feel sexier? What would make me feel sexier? Because I was just in work brain. So I'm like, okay, I know. I like him to look at me. So I have this like long sweater on. And I'm like, okay, I will strip off everything. (laughs) You're laughing so hard already. Keep going. going. I'll strip off everything except my sweater duster thing. And I'll have that around me. And then when he comes down the stairs, I'll be like, ta-da. Now, you're just peeing. This is not like a long bathroom break. So I'm frantically stripping off my clothes, including my house slippers, which are like those L.L. Bean wool Boots moccasins. Boots with a fur, as yeah. you call them. Okay. Moccasins with a fur. And so I'm standing there and I think, okay, okay. As he comes down the stairs, gently toss your clothes across the room like, <laughs> like, look at me. Literally, this is initiation style. It's mm-hmm. like, look at me. Because it'll be like, mm, like there's her clothes. Ooh, where is she? Naked somewhere, right? This is going to be a whole performance. I'm so excited. I like get this lean up against a wall. I hear your footsteps. And, <laughs> and I come, so I'm. It's it's dark down there. The lights are off. Uh, <laughs> and I come down the stairs, and it's one of those basements where you can't see anything. It's it's corridored. I'm so, a, yeah, I'm not I'm in your flying, vision. I'm flying down these stairs. You're ready to get it on. And I'm coming down, and all I and you, what'd you do? You tossed. I gently tossed my pants and my socks and my wool slippers. All I see are two furry objects ah! hit the wall. At like, at like NASA speed. Boom, boom. Like, like this was not a gentle toss. Somehow, somehow and in my like, mind, blue. In my mind, they're like wolverines or foxes, and there's a wild animal in the basement. And there's I just two go, possums. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I just go, motherfucker! It scares 
uh, one out of ten scale. I'm a nine out of ten. No, nine. It rocks my entire fucking nervous system. Like what just happened? Your face looked like. You were ready to hunt the wild animal. Like, if you had had a gun uh, or a knife or something. It was something, fight or flight. Baby, you, it was, yeah, you were going to. It was fight or flight. Uh-huh. Okay, what happened next? <laughs> you froze. So maybe you fight, flight, fight. No, so I still. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Fight, yeah. flight, freeze, or fawn. You froze for a second. And then you. Then I just stood there naked with my robe. Uh-huh. Kind of horrified because I had not. In- not intended to scare you. That was not actually the sexy response I was seeking. Boo. So Yeah. And you hate to be scared. I know this, too. I don't like being like, scared. It's not a thing. Like, it's funny. On that, on the initiation styles, playful touch is one of them. I don't actually think you'd like that either. Like, no. boo. Uh-uh. Like me jumping out naked. No. You'd... If I have headphones on and you guys come down, mm-hmm. like, too quick. You hate it. You hate it. Okay. I, d- I think you should say what happened next because all I could see... It's my terrified husband yeah. who, who turned towards me. You weren't, I guess you were probably, were you angry with me? Uh, maybe no. angry is the wrong, I may no. be angry at the action. Uh, anyway, so you tried to approach, mm-hmm. but you were like visibly shaking. Like, I, it's like your testicles had gone up into your body. So whatever like horny, like gone. drive. Completely gone. 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 So now we have naked yeah. partner one. Uh-huh. And horrified partner two. Yeah, it was standing like, there. Yeah, there was there was no horny in my body anymore. It was really just coming down from what I just saw. And then I go inside, instead of like deflecting on you like you scared me, which I know you had no intention of doing. That's Thank why it's you. called an it's it's not called an on purpose. So yeah, I just um uh I was just freaked the fuck out. You were so scared. And then I got petted a little bit, and I got, like, caressed and stuff like that. And then that was even hard of, like, I don't want to be touched right now. No. And yeah. so we had to work through. Uh-huh. And, and we'll get to the, we'll go through the story, and then we'll get back to the lessons. Long story short, you tried to warm up the peen, and then the peen wasn't going anywhere. I couldn't get hard if you paid me. No. So, <laughs> so then you're like, I think I just... I think I just need to eat. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember saying this? Yeah, you were I like, I just want food. Yeah, yeah, food and sex. What does else that, comforts you? Does that calm your nervous system, food? It cal- I think it calms everybody's nervous system. Like eating a delicious meal? Yeah, babe. This is some hardwired shit we're talking about. So sex clearly isn't working, so I, I need to be comforted in my tum-tum. So yeah, food and then... I just thought that was really funny. And so it it was a... It, can we break this down into mm-hmm. like what my body was going through as far as... Like, can we do it from a trauma sure. standpoint? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm going through something traumatic. Yes. Um, and but it's time to have sex, <laughs> which was a fascinating <laughs> feeling. Where it's like, oh, I really don't want sex at this moment. Yeah. And even like being sexually pleasured Mm -hmm. was not enjoyable Mm -mm. at that moment. And then I go into my head where it's like, you're a fucking baby Mm -hmm. because you just got scared by nonsense Mm -hmm. and you need to calm down because Mm -hmm. it's time to like pleasure and be pleasured. But even Mm -hmm. saying that, like that didn't work. No, I needed time to actually let it move through my body. 
Well, can we talk about the whys behind that? Sure. Okay, so trauma research would show us that those who experience trauma have difficulty playing, okay, being curious because it is inherently risky. So your body was protecting itself. It was like, no, no, it is not time to be open and vulnerable and curious and playful. No. Like, you, we, protection is what we're doing right now. We are protecting the body, and we will not be having the sexual intercourses. No. No, thank you. Um, if you look at children who've gone through trauma, they have difficulty coloring and climbing trees and adventuring and making new friends on a playground. A lot of things that are inherently wonderful, yes, but full of, full of vulnerability. Sex is that. Sex is curious and exploratory and an adventure if we let it become that and when we have gone through something traumatic the body's like no not safe even though it's so wonderful and full of pleasure yeah but we need to identify that we need to say there is space and so I was so thankful in that moment in the basement that I have a tiny bit of trauma informed care education because in my nakedness I was able to look not at you who all of a sudden didn't want me, right? Mm -hmm. Because then that's also the fear. Like, then we've got a naked person who feels rejected. No, I'm so thankful I was able to go, this is not rejection. His body has just experienced a mini trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Literally just horrified. Trauma light. Trauma light. It was like a, yeah, a mini trauma. Mm. I got scared by shoes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm being I've gone through trauma I got scared by shoes it was bad it was really my bad. wife was trying to fuck me but she scared me by shoes so I and have I to think, go get eggs now so then yeah so what's funny is you said the eggs I think then we just held each other and you held me yeah uh, and yeah. I, I uh yeah. yeah there's a there's baby such... what it was what it okay, was is yeah. you didn't deflect you didn't say oh calm down you didn't like make you know, we laughed too. That was so funny too. Where I, in my head, I was like, "God, this is so funny." Where I just got yeah. scared. And now I can't get hard. <laughs> well, and then, then my mind went to, "God damn, this is hilarious." Then we did laugh. We, we laughed just giggled a lot, back and forth, which is a fantastic thing to remember, not only with trauma <laughs> but with lots of sex and sexuality. Because let me say it: you took uh, my flaccid penis out of your mouth, and then we both looked at each other and laughed. It was so fucking funny. Yeah, and um, you just gave me space, babe. <laughs> you just gave me space, honey. And um, I just remember looking up at you uh-huh. from, my, from my naked, need kneeling position, yeah. and thinking, <laughs> like, I this is, don't know if this is gonna work. Anyway, yeah. So you just gave me space, Shug, and um, there wasn't any deflection. You just said, yeah, and uh, we we giggled through yeah. it. And then I started kissing your body, and then kind of the trauma cycle was over, mm-hmm. where the set of waves came through my body, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the ocean was calm again. And then we had some mind-blowing sex. Yeah. yeah. But you kind of allowed me just to be, mm-hmm. and then when I said, I need this, I need this, I need this, you go, okay, no problem. You, you held, maybe you held space for me, business as usual. So you held space 
for my 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 spooky times. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that was it. It was great. Do you think at any point there was an opportunity for one of us to say, this is just not going to happen right now? Me? Yeah. My mind was like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of this basement. <laughs> there are wild animals around. Now that I've assessed that there aren't wild animals <laughs> around and I don't need a gun. Um, yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, I'll go do something else that's more uh-huh. relaxing. But guess what's the most relaxing thing in my life? Mm-hmm. So yeah, best. and I knew. I knew also. It's like okay, this will this will go through. This mm-hmm. will pass. This mm-hmm. too shall pass. So I knew mm-hmm. that was going to happen. What, is there anything that I could have done that would have been that would have derailed it or would have deflect? If you were to criticize me Aww. or be like, if yeah, if you were to put it on me that like, hey, you're being a baby. Okay. Because yeah. I was already doing that to myself. Okay. But if somebody else does yeah. that to me, then it's like, fuck this person. Mm-hmm. Can you it's ask like, me? That? I'll criticize myself. <laughs> thanks. Enneagram one, my friends. Um, can you ask me the same question? Yeah. Um, would there have been anything that I, in that moment, like me going through my reaction, that I could have done to? like turn you off to the point where you're like, I don't want to do this at all anymore. I need to get out of the basement and get away from this man. Yeah. Blamed me as well or accused me or said, why did you do that? Again. Which was in my right. A hundred percent. But there I was standing naked and vulnerable. Sex is already vulnerable. I don't care if you're a sexuality educator. It doesn't matter. And babe, sex is already vulnerable even with your husband. Already. Even with your man of three years. Like, it is always vulnerable, and it should be, right? When people say, like, you get stage fright right before you go on because you actually care. It means you give a shit. Yeah. I truly give a shit, and we must remember that we all do, and it's okay. It is okay to feel vulnerable. But if you had, in that moment, gotten upset at me, which you had every right to do, I probably would have accepted it. I would have been like, yeah, I am so sorry. That was not my intent, but it doesn't mean that I didn't scare you. It hadn't. It had a result, um, but I would have needed to put my clothes back on and been safe because I had. Yeah, I would have felt. Yeah, very icky, like about myself, and I already struggle with that. I already struggle like with a failure, right? So Enneagram gotcha. three here, I already have this constant fear of failure. And so if you had said something to the effect that led me to think, oh, I've failed, right? This was supposed to be a fun, sexy time, and I have fucked it up. It would have been bad, and I don't yeah. – Okay, so in this vulnerable state of mm-hmm. sexuality, one of us wronged the other mm-hmm. accidentally. Totally. Both of us gave space to communicate about how we were feeling. hmm and then there was resolution, mm-hmm. and then really great sex. Yeah, because is there anything I'm missing in that little mm. kind of cycle of the thing? Mm. Is there anything I'm missing there? Laughter? Did you mention laughter? Yeah, yeah. honey, you took my cock out of your mouth, and we yeah, both no, laughed. but I meant in your cycle because I think oh, yeah. the release of tension is necessary, right? So Emily and Amelia Nagoski would talk about completing the stress response cycle, right? So we needed to do something to release the visible tension in the room. 
And I want anyone listening to know that laughter can be present in a sexual encounter. Laughing off, like think of how many times lovers bump heads, right? Or like somebody's foot hits someone's mouth or a finger goes somewhere you weren't wanting it. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't mind a finger. Anyway. Um. I don't like a finger in my ass. Not that, as a... Edit sur- that out. <laughs> edit that out. Don't want to... Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Anyway, again with play, right? Playful. If you think of children, they when they're playing, there's a lot of laughter in the pretend and the make-believe. We should let there be laughter present when we have an oops in a sexual encounter because we we never want a partner to feel like they can't take a risk, right? Because what you could have done gets me to... Why do I cry on every single podcast? You're an empath. What you could have done is shut down my desire to continue playing with you, right? I want to play with you, but I need to feel safe enough to play. And sometimes my play is going to be too rough. And sometimes play crosses the line. Yes. And I guess that's okay. It's it's like you're allowed to cross my lines. Yes. And then be like, hey, babe, that was too much. But you, I didn't even need to say it because you knew it. I knew, right? And, and a then lot you of, just held mm-hmm. space for me. Mm-hmm. And then I know sometimes like my job is, is just to hold space and listen and then go inside and and get a little uh uh, introspective and be like okay what caused that yeah and this is a great example because clearly the two furry objects flashing in my (laughs) peripheral as i'm charging down the stairs caused my caused my reaction Mm -hmm. it's um sometimes it's a little bit more nuanced than (laughs) Right. But this is, I mean, we said literally after this happened, we were like, we have to talk about this on the podcast because this was this like amplified, heightened story that's hilarious that had so many lessons. Like we could feel it as we were experiencing this. The coach and teacher inside of us were like, we have to talk about this because we know that we've experienced something so many times, Mm -hmm. but it's it's never had quite... Mm, the story to go with it mm-hmm. and yeah i think that what we forget is on the other side of difficulty is sometimes a reward that's so much sweeter because we had gone through this experience together we had literally formed new neuropathways like new connections to each other because in a sense we had just experienced an adventure together that went too far and was scary it was horrifying but we experienced it together. So then once we recalibrated together, regrounded ourselves, had had our laughs, then started to explore intimacy with each other, then my pleasure, I won't speak for yours, I'll let you talk about yours, mine felt more fully embodied, more connected, more uh, expansive, because it wasn't just the orgasm. It was the journey to the orgasm that now held so much more. And yeah, I don't know. What about you? Did you, was it, did it, was it able to become a pleasurable encounter? Oh yeah. It was back to, I thought it was back to normalcy where it's like, oh, okay. It's back to like open hearted communication, play and pleasure Mm -hmm. where it's like biz as huge. Yeah. 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 And it just yeah shows how incredibly capable the human body is mm-hmm. to like restore so quickly if we give it opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say that 
human beings have a tendency to run from pain, to run from fear. And again, the trauma response, that's fine. But what we did in that moment is say, hi, trauma, we acknowledge you, we welcome you here. And pleasure is the greatest antidote to pain. So it's like we looked trauma in the face and said, hey, hello, we're going to have pleasure and help that move us through this traumatic instance. So much research to show that if we allow ourselves, are willing to go to pleasure instead, it can be beautiful. So when so many people are like, I can't have sex, life is just too stressful. I'm like, or you could have sex and see how it reduces your stress. I know it's hard. I know it might feel forced or like, like there ha- I did have to say in my mind, no, keep pushing forward. Keep allowing, keep vulnerability open, keep it open. I did have to have literally those cognizant thoughts. You know that pleasure is the greatest antidote to pain. Keep going, allow, allow. And then it's amazing what it does to the body. There are so many studies that show how great orgasm is for us. Literally, like, does this reset in our bodies, gives us, like, rest and rejuvenation. It does all these great things to our hormones. But we, it's vulnerable. So we're like, no, I'm feeling whatever. I don't want that. In my mind, it was, yes, this will pass. Yes, you just got scared by shoes. Yes, that's really funny. Yes, it's even funnier that you can't get hard. (laughs) It'll pass. There's like space for it to pass. Mm. And sure enough, sure enough, it passed. And it was wonderful. It's great. Can we talk about the seven styles of initiation? Since Fire. like that was literally on our mind. We had just talked about it on a coffee drive. Yep. And then um, clients of mine are going to giggle because I always get like, I don't know, just kind of on, on a find a thing that's like really ha- helping me help them. How many clients do you have now, babe? Lots. Okay. But if you also would like to be a client of mine, <laughs> reach out. Or if you and your partner just want to talk through uh, seven styles of initiation, people got, can click the you link. You got some of your clients, you don't share details with me, but making major breakthroughs right now, yeah, right? Yeah, some clients are making really major breakthroughs. A lot of light bulb moments. Yeah. You know, in the PLICIT model of sex education and sex therapy. PLICIT? Uh huh. It's an acronym. And it stands, the P, we won't go into the whole thing because that's not what I'm about to talk about. But P stands for permission. And so, listeners and viewers, I, I want them to know it doesn't have to be from me, but use Google, use books, use whatever to help find the permission to be your fullest sexual self. Because there's something so amazing when my clients sit in my office or on Zoom with me and I give them permission to be themselves. It's it's magical. Anyway, if you do want to work with me, click the links. They're always there. All right. So these are Dr. Petra Zebroff's. Seven styles of initiation. There was a lot of research that brought these about. Okay. I'm going to go through the list. Then I'm going to hear where you like really connected. Okay. Number one, the makeout style. Kiss me. <laughs> this style gets hot with the old style makeout on your parents' couch mode. Number two, passion style. Look at me. This is mine. 
These folks feel passionate when they are desired with an urgency. Three, sapiodynamic style. Tease me. The sexual heat of this style soars when you engage the mind. Four, sensualist style. Touch me. This group comes alive sexually when they feel different sensations of touch. Five, the love connection style. Romance me. Appealing to the heart with emotional talk and gestures will get this style aroused. Six, the verbal style. Talk dirty to me. Use your words with this group. Hearing and saying sexy talk gets them in the mood. And number seven, power style. Play rough. The folks in this group get turned on by playing with power. One, four, and six for me. So one, let's review, was the make-out style, this kiss me, make-out on your parents' couch. Four was the sensualist style, touch me, this group comes alive when they feel different sensations. And then seven, power style, play rough. Uh, six. six. Oh, I'm sorry. Six, verbal style, yes. talk dirty to me, yeah. use your words. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about yours? Passion style, look at me. If I feel desired, and I am just such a typical gendered female, um, desirability is huge for me so if i feel desired then i'm more likely going to be desire sex that's a good that's a fun one for me too when i feel energy yeah. from like i don't know a target yeah you know, right a woman looks at me mm-hmm. 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 yep i would say sapio dynamic which is tease me the sexual heat of this style soars when you engage the mind um if you yeah text me something early in the day um yeah, and it doesn't even need to be dirty. Just like, again, that desirability type of thing. Or if you're joking with me, I feel something, this playful type of thing. It's just, it's wonderful. And then maybe some of the power. Yeah, maybe some of the power, the power style. Cool. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, great. They're really, really fun. I think it's fun to look at because makeout style is not really mine. I need all these other things before that. And so sometimes I can tell you're trying to initiate that um, by some kissing. And I'll think, I'm not really here yet. Mm. Not really. Um, And so I can either, because you give me full permission to do any of this, pull away and say, can we connect a little mentally first? Or, um, you know, try all these kinds of different things. Mm. And or I can go there in my mind. I can recall a time earlier in the day when you did send me a really sweet text, or I can touch you in a way that I know will get the responsive touch that I need, um, or I can imagine a sexy scenario. It's okay mm-hmm. to kind of go back and forth, but it's really good to know your partner's styles of initiations. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because you can you can give, you can be a more giving partner, but you can also tell, like, oh, wait a second, are they trying to send secret signals? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then for me, I'm like a dog where it's like, hey, 11 to 11, 15, I need to be fucked. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like, I'm your I'm your guy. No problem. No problem. I'm like a good employee. How is that like a dog? Sit, stay, come. Oh, okay. See you on though. Mm-hmm. Shucker. Shucker. Um, what did we talk about this? What was that? It's, it's a little something for the camera. <laughs> Um, oh, some of initiation. I know what I was going to say. Okay. 
this is also why it's really good to have these conversations with partners is that sometimes partners can be like, oh no, this is the, they know these things intuitively and they're like, this is my partner's initiation style and, and I don't want work. sex right now oh. and I can tell they're sending secret messages. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's good to talk through these things mm -hmm. to say, I can tell you're secretly trying to initiate sex when you do fill in the blank. Um, can we also acknowledge what mine are? Can we also acknowledge what I need to start to initiate sex? And or have a partner be like, oh, wait a second. No, when I do that, I'm not trying to initiate sex. Maybe that's your style of initiation. So you think maybe I am, but I'm not. Because so many partners will tell me when I assign them like an exercise. Well, if I do that exercise, they're going to think I want to give them sex. And it's like, well, then you can use your words and say, I want to do this exercise, but I don't feel comfortable having sex. Um, we just don't talk a lot. And so if you, if listeners and viewers need a fun exercise to just have a conversation about initiation styles, this is, it's a great one. Cool. Yeah. And if you get a reaction that is different than what you were hoping for, mm -hmm. yeah, click a link in uh, the podcast notes or in the YouTube description channels, like notes to schedule a session with me even a 15 minute call because what you and i always say is when we run into something like that it's an opportunity it's an opportunity to learn more about one another and i'd encourage listeners and viewers don't be frustrated you found something because you communicated clearly and i'm sorry if it's not what you were hoping to find but you have an opportunity now to learn things about one another and I would love to help you work through it or recommend a book. Um, it's an opportunity. Yes. So do communicate clearly. And then if you find out you don't have the tools to go past that, then reach out to someone. There's peoples. But yeah, thanks for this little podcast, baby. We can make this shorter than others. This has felt great. And I'm glad we got to tell this story. Yeah. M, the best friend called it scared stiff and i think i might make that the title of this podcast yay love you love you Mwah. Mwah. the opinions expressed on this podcast are just that opinions we encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest we love research and hope you do your own we hope that our successes and failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about so I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcast called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to tell you more about Anchor.